You're listening to Two Guys Talking Wine with Michael Pincus and Andre Pru. Hello, Michael. Andre, it's so good to hear your voice. Man, it's like uh, it's like listening to, you know, your brother uh, after you haven't heard from him in a while because you've been away for so long. <laughs> we haven't even been apart for that long. I think it's just that international travel catching up with you. Yeah, it really does. You know, that time, uh, time difference and uh, all the wine that I've been drinking. Hold on a second. I have to take a sip. So where the hell are you, Michael? Well, you are in Toronto. I am in uh, Portugal. I'm in the Dow region for a few days. And um, kind of a last-minute trip to Portugal uh, at the in, the in the wee hours of 2018. I don't think I've ever been away this, uh, this late in the year. And I know so. when I went to Portugal, it was in April. The weather was fantastic. It was warm. I was able to bring my shorts and T-shirts and just really kind of get a taste of summer. Is it well, still summer well, I, there? No, it's definitely the fall. You can definitely see the uh, grapes. I like I like asking the winemakers, hey, where are the grapes? Because they're, they look at me and I'm like, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Because it's definitely fall and it's chilly around here. But, I mean, it's uh, 5 degrees at night and 12 degrees during the day. They do not see a lot of snow. Although one of the winemakers that we saw today told me a story about going to Canada for the first time, going to a wine tasting, uh, pouring his whites and his reds, and then somebody from Canada, and I really hate to give us this kind of bad name, said, do you have any ice wine? And he said, "Um, no. And she said, uh, do you not grow the varietal? And he said, no, we don't have the ice. So. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. So, but I mean, it, yeah, is, it, I, is, it, is, it is one of the things. Like, I know Canadians, we sort of have a reputation for just talking about the weather often. But it, it is one of the things um, that I think we have a hard time wrapping our heads around is how the weather is a little different in other countries and what winter in Portugal is like because when we think about winemaking we spend so much time talking about the summer and the growing season right yeah well there's still like oranges on the trees here right like the trees have no leaves but yet there's still oranges there's still citrus fruit kicking around so it's really funny to see it uh, as we're driving along you see these orange trees no leaves but 12, 12 11 to 12 degrees um, and it's 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 odd and as we are Canadians we are talking about the weather so, Michael, school me a bit on the, the Dow region, because when I went to Portugal, uh, I got the crash course in Porto and Vino Verde, which are two types of wine I, I now look forward to uh, to trying, and I have been drinking a lot more port lately. But uh, anyway, school me on Dow. Well, Dow is, is a little different. Um, it's, it's really interesting. Uh, I, it, you know, here's what it reminds me of. I remember going years ago to the Monterey Jazz Festival and going to Monterey and tasting some of their wines and them trying to tell me what cool climate was. And um, <laughs> you talk to a, a Canadian, uh, especially somebody from Ontario, about what cool climate is. It's like, uh, you know, you're preaching to the choir, man. I already know what cool climate is. They're kind of doing the same thing here, although they don't say cool climate. It's Mediterranean climate. Uh, but unlike the Douro, which has got those big, heavy reds, you know, full of, you know, plum and, and black cherry and chocolate, uh, these ones are more along the lines of 
um, as one of the winemakers said today, uh, sometimes we have too much acidity. Uh, and I, I think I know exactly what he's talking about. Being from Ontario, there's some years we have too much acidity and not enough fruit. So that's what we're, we're looking at the Dow. We have lots of, you know, fairly easy drinking reds when they have a good year, but lots and lots of acidity. And when you taste them on their own, you're like, yeah, that's an okay wine. And then we have like lunch or dinner with it and you go, wow, that's a really good wine. Hmm, that's always interesting. And what sort of foods have you been eating there? Well, they always do. Um, uh, it's a fish dish with uh, with a cream sauce. Um, it's about about oh, damn. I can bacalao. never remember what the name. Is. Bacalao. That's it. So we had lots of bacalao. We've had veal. We've had uh, we've had beef. And hang on, hang on, hang on. Before we get too far ahead of ourselves, we should just let people know that bacalao is the Portuguese word for salt pork. Or I think it might even be the word no, for regular. No, Sorry, salt, salt cod. Salt, salt cod. Blah. Salt cod, yeah, yeah, it's fish, it's yeah. fish. But is it is it bacalao just the, the the preserved cod, or is it also fresh? No, the the bacalao is is basically these dishes that they make with cod. It's everybody always says just bacalao, so it could be just cod. It's not always salted, but it's always a dish with uh, with cod in it. Um, so we've had different casseroles with cod. Oh, I love we've that. had just regular, you know, cod. Uh, we've had, you know all kinds of fish dishes. So, and you know, lots of nice whites like Encruzado and Malvasia Fina. Um, and then when you get to the reds, you know, everybody knows Torriga Nacional, obviously from, um, uh, from, the, from the Duro, but they do grow it up here. And um, it's really interesting. We went to a place actually today called Quinta de Roque, and he grows five whites, five reds, and the most interesting part is that he broke down the grapes, what they bring to a blend or what they would taste like as a single varietal. It was the most interesting thing I've ever heard and the most honest appraisal of wines from a winemaker. Well, I mean, it, it is one of the interesting things. I know you've already mentioned California and Monterey, but one of my favorite things is when you talk um, you talk to a Californian winemaker with old Zinfandel vineyards and the whole idea of the mixed blacks, right? Is that the idea that depending on the vintage conditions, different parts of the vineyard will help compensate and help make a well-rounded wine, even though the wine's going to taste different every year? Correct, and that's and that's what he was talking about. He's talking about these blends. So you're talking about like whites. The five main white varietals here is Malvasia, Guvio, uh, Cersal, Bical, and uh, Encruzado. You know, not easy to pronounce uh, grape varieties. But he was like, look, Malvasia brings flavor. Guvio brings minerality, Celcial brings the acidity, Bical is the body, and Incruzado is the structure. And that's just for whites. So then I said to him, okay, so, you know, do the same thing for the reds. So again, five main reds uh, up here in the Dow, Torigo Nacional, Jean, Alfasquero, Tinta Ruiz, and then he is probably the only guy who grows something called Tinta Cao, which is actually something they use in Douro in port. So the Nacional brings the structure, Jean is soft round tannins. Alfasquero is acidity and some strawberry notes. Tinto Ruiz is tannins and sour cherry. And Tinto de Cao is the acidity and the elegance. But I've never heard a winemaker talk about his grapes and, and really telling you what they bring to the wines that he's making. I'm just still kind of wrapping my head around all of these grapes. I mean, it is a tough thing when you go to... Um, a country like Portugal is just not having a lot of frame of reference 
because those grapes are indigenous to the country, right? You need to go and taste the Portuguese wines to know what these taste like. But if you had to draw any parallels with some of the wines that you're tasting, is there anything you could compare it to that uh, maybe our our more Ontario-centric listeners would be more familiar with? I hate to say it, no, because there's 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 so much difference in these wines uh, that that you know I could I couldn't even tell you you know Cab Franc gets tobacco and raspberry, but there's nobody that really brings tobacco and raspberry to the, to the table here. They're just so interesting wines, and they are such food friendly wines. And everybody always hears us talking about wines that are you know food friendly. You need food with these wines. But but because of the acidity that's in these wines, you really need food. And some of these reds really go with um, with fish. And you and again, you don't think of red with fish. Something that I thought you might be interested in, I tried a Jean Nouveau. Okay. That one of that that one of the winemaker that one of the wineries had made. Um, and it was carbonic Camus, carbonic maceration and all that. The whole thing, carbonic maceration, 2018 vintage, 100% John, um, uh, which is, if for any of the Spanish people, Spanish uh, fans, that's Mencia. John is actually Mencia in Spain. Um, and they have done a Dao Novo. That's what they had made, and it's from Jean, and it's and they too are making a, a nouveau wine, trying to emulate what the what the French and what the Italians have have done. So, is is nouveau something that's starting to take hold in Portugal, or was this a bit of a one off and maybe a bit of an homage to what's going on in France? I, I have to be honest. I did. I haven't seen another person mention it, so I'm going to go with a one-off. But who knows? You know what? They may end up doing it, and then this takes off, and then somebody else takes off with it, and then somebody else takes off with it. But it's not. Uh, it's not a cheap wine. Uh, like it's twenty euros. Oh which, wow! You know, that may sound inexpensive. Twenty. You know, I always think just twenty dollars or whatever. But twenty euros. You know, that's almost a, a thirty dollar for us. A thirty dollar bottle of Nouveau, which is pretty expensive. Well, you know, but I, I, really interesting. Well, and I, I know we sort of kind of glossed over the food part a little bit, um, and and having a wine that goes great, a red wine that goes great with seafood. But it is one of the things I learned while visiting Vino Verde is um, when I was in Portugal. I think I was there for. Eight, eight lunches and dinners, so like four four days, and every yeah. meal had seafood. Where growing up and, and spending the last 10 years in Toronto, you picture Portuguese food as a certain style of barbecue chicken. And I don't even think I saw that once while I was in Portugal. Is that maybe something that's in Dow, or is it all seafood there? No, we've seen seafood, we've seen beef, we've seen veal, uh, we've seen some great desserts. Um, all, you know, olive oil, of course. Uh, but I can't tell you that uh, it's still it's still fish. It's still, uh, uh, what did you call it again? Bacalao. I don't here, but bacalao. You know, we still see a lot of it. Uh, our first day, we had it for both lunch and for dinner. Uh, today, we didn't see it at all. We had veal. We had uh, beef. Uh, um, we had sausage and cheese, but uh, we did not see any bacalao this time. Tomorrow could be a whole new ball game. Now, I know my favorite thing when I was in Portugal uh, was the cost of the wines. Uh, especially Vino Verde is very, very, very affordable for some really great wines. And same, same thing here. Some of the uh, entry-level wines 
today we were at, uh, we see it as Cabriz, uh, C-A-B-R-I-Z. We see those wines come through vintages. Uh, tried the entry level uh, 2016, which is a blend of uh, Turiga Nacional, Alfresquero, and uh, Tinto Ruiz. And um, it's when the 16 comes to town, I know the 15's in town now, it's 1395. The 16 at 1395, I'd, I'd buy half a dozen and happily, you know, pour them anytime come, somebody comes over. Great value. Here, four euros, you know, but wow. at home, 13 bucks, $13 for a wine uh, that you can easily pour, lots of fruit, uh, you know, great value. And the whites are the same thing, you know, three euros here. Um, whether the LCBO picks them up or not is another story, but, uh, you know, three euros, three and a half euros. Uh, I, I tried, you'd like this one. I, and the, you know, who'd like this the sparkling winos would like this. Tried a one year on Lee's, uh, Encruzado blend, uh, sparkling wine, five euros. Wow. A traditional yeah. method or sure. Not that it matters. I mean, a good bottle of sparkling wine, no matter how it's made is a, is a bit of a steal. Traditional. Oh, wow. That's pretty cool. Tasted another one tonight that was uh, 18 months on Lee's, eight, eight, eight and a half euros. Like, that's that's dirt cheap for sparkling. Yeah, and it is. good sparkling. So, any other highlights that you, you care to mention? Because I think I'm out of out of questions, and I know it's getting pretty late in the night there. Well, it is. It's getting past midnight, and I've got a – I actually have a plane coming up in a day or two. Let me just take a quick look at my notes. I, as I said, I mentioned this this winery, Quinta de Roque. Uh, I don't think they say they're in Canada, but I've never seen them come through, which is unfortunate. They make some great stuff. Uh, that Cabriz is is wonderful. Uh, I, I think people should be looking for not just things like Turiga Nacional, which you know I think a lot of people know from Portugal because that is the main grape variety of the Douro Valley mm-hmm. and is the gr- main grape variety of Portugal. But there's other grapes like Alfresquero, which is a red, which is really, really good and makes some really fantastic wines. And as the winemaker said today, he says, it's not a grape we can do every year well, but when we do it well, we do it outstandingly well. And I would totally agree with him. Uh, but he did mention that Jean from uh, the Dow region is going to be the next big red that's uh, that's coming out of there. Uh, and it's it's very fruity, usually not with a lot of oak. It doesn't take well to oak, uh, but it's, um, it's a very fruit-forward wine, reds and black fruits. So it's something we should be looking for. And I hope the LCBO starts picking up more Dow wines. Yeah, I would agree with that, especially if there's a way to get some high-quality, affordable bottles on the shelf. I mean, Portugal's a region that I think their time has yet to come. It's one of the last bastions of really cheap and cheerful and affordable, high-quality wines. I know I kind of threw a few things in there, but it's just like, I hate using the word cheap. It's just with how things work there, you can get a really great bottle without spending a lot of money. And it sounds like it's the same thing with Dow. Yeah, like Dow is because, you know, Douro is the more popular region, so you'll probably end up spending a little more. Um, the the, uh, the Dow is, is still very affordable. Granted, we were at a winery today. They had a, a wine. Their top end was, was 60 euros. But, uh, I mean, that is few and far between here. You're still looking at bottles uh, that are uh, at the winery, you know, 4 to 12 euros a bottle. Well, I guess that's, well. 
I was, I, I, it's, it's, it's an eye-opening experience. I'm really glad I came the first time in the Dow. I too have been to the Duro. I have been to Vino Verde. I have, I have never been to the Dow, and I'm, I'm pretty impressed with what I've seen here. Well, on that note, I'm Andre Pru from AndreRyanReview.ca. You can subscribe to this podcast, leave a note, leave a review, let us know what you think. We are always taking suggestions for topics. If there's something you want to hear, uh, hear us talk about, we're more than happy to do that. And I'm Michael Pingus from MichaelPingusWineReview.com. I know that um, uh, coming up in the new year, Andre, we're going to have uh, another uh, sparkling wine debate. Oh, I've, oh, I've, I've yeah. lined up somebody for you. I've lined up somebody because I know you can never argue with me, right? I've got somebody who is is ready to argue with me about flutes versus glasses. Can't wait. Say good night, Michael. Good night, Andre. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe to Two Guys Talking Wine on iTunes.